Somebody's been messing with the buttons in there, man. I think we're good now, though. Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio. We apologize for that. Um, we are SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you're listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. Again, that's 1-844-777-7928, or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Doug, what's going on today? Two, 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 two. That's the date. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. If we were at 2 o'clock, then we could be at 2, 2, 2, 2. And if two. it was Tuesday, yeah. that would be even better. Yeah, right? I know, right? Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Um, hey, uh, just a quick reminder. Tomorrow, we have Dr. Lee Merritt, who was supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago. And we had a little uh, mix-up, and uh, she will be our guest tomorrow. You don't want to miss that because I really um, I want to talk to her. In fact, you know what, Taylor? We're going to talk about that first today uh, before we get into the text. If you're just tuning into SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And it's kind of like we, we teach Bible study every week. We get into the study of God's Word. We have five core values uh, God's word is our starting point and our authority. Uh, prayer, staying close to our commander. Evangelism, um, you know, it's out there uh, being engaging witnesses for impact. Discipleship, making Christ's last command our first priority. And community, uh, a band of brothers and sisters now, because we have SWAT for Women uh, that meet uh, on uh, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. here at the Salem Center. Those are the core values. And, um, and, and so we take time Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and we work through the text. The first 15 minutes, we usually deal with culture. And we deal with everything from the vax mandate to, uh, you know, uh, LGBTQ being thrust down our throats to how do we look at things from a Christian worldview. And, you know, I want to bring up an article you sent me. I think you sent it to me. Uh, and it's basically about how the church was used um, to spread COVID propaganda. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. Um, it's, it's, it was written, I don't know if you know the lady who ran it, Megan Bashan. She's been quoted a lot by Phil. Uh, uh, oh, what's Phil's name? Uh, he's out at uh, Grace to You. He oh, tweets Johnson. a lot. Phil Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Phil's going to be our guest in a couple of weeks, actually. Uh, they're getting ready for the Shepherds Conference out there. But. He's tweeted her quite a bit because she's she's a pretty good writer and she's investigative and she's getting this stuff out there. She well, writes for the Daily Wire. She and, does, yeah. and she just wrote uh, an article about Ed Stetzer, who is the dean at Wheaton College, and uh, he last September interviewed Francis Collins, who was the NIH health. You know, he's the NIH director. And um, he he had him on his podcast about why Christians should get the vaccine 
and avoid indulging in misinformation. They would say stuff that we've put out. He would have said this in September last year that we were spreading misinformation when in reality we were spreading truth. We've had Dr. Byron Bridal on. We've had Dr. Lee Merritt on, who we're going to have on tomorrow. And uh, some people out there, you may never have heard of uh, Ed Stetzer, but I promise you your pastor has. Probably been influenced by him. Um, he is a very, very well-known guy in the evangelical world. He's the executive director of the Billy Graham Center, which uh, it used to be Lon Allison, who was a good friend of mine, and we had Lon on here. He replaced Lon. Uh, he has been an editor at Christianity Today, which used to be a conservative Christian magazine, but it's since gone woke. Um, and and he's an executive director at Lifeway one of the biggest uh, religious publishers in the whole world. And so he is a very well-respected guy. So why is it a big deal that he had Francis College, the NIH guy on there? Well, because it wasn't because Ed Stetzer was praying necessarily and thought, we need to have Francis Collins on. What appears to have happened is it was an organized effort to get people like Ed Stetzer and other influential Christian leaders to get the church on board with the vaccine mandate and mask because people like John MacArthur and others who were standing up concerned the leaders in the political realm. So there was an organized effort. And uh, Stetzer um, said that I want to exhort pastors to try to use your credibility with your flock to put forward the public health measures that we know can work. Well, they they put they put misinformation out there. Dr. Byron Bridal, who's been an epidemiologist and researcher for 30-plus years, said absolutely that the masks do nothing for COVID. And that's something that's been talked about and known since, uh, you know, 2020, <laughs> at, least, at least June, if not from the very beginning. So uh, he, he made those comments, I think, uh, were in in the fall or, or winter of 2020 into 2021, right? And yeah. most of these, uh, you know, because there's other other people named, they're all talking about uh, data that has been shown to be, you know, less than reputable. You know, there's that there's better data out that contradicts what they're talking about, but yet they still go with uh, with the the narrative that the NIH wanted. Well, to make matters worse, Stetzer said at the end of that podcast in September that they were going to partner with the Biden administration with the NIH and CDC and launch a website called Coronavirus and the Church to give clergy resources that they could convey to their congregation, pushing a lot of misinformation that was out there. Now, I I don't believe that a lot of the pastors, they trust Ed Stetzer. They trusted Tim Keller. They trusted a lot of these people that got wrapped up into this. But it is it is almost conspiratorial what they did to get this stuff out there. And now, if you go back and listen to that podcast in September, um, Stetzer almost equated it to sin to say that, you know, that the virus came out of the Wuhan lab, mm. that it was it was human made. And now all this information is coming out that's saying it is. 
and he has been a huge influence on a lot of Christians, folks. This is why, you know, people are going, well, Doug, why are you talking about COVID vaccine? You're talking about the the vaccine and the mass too much. No, because there was a bunch of misinformation that was going out from church leaders that people trusted. And listen, we stand for truth. We, we are standing behind truth. There are people out there who say, well, there's a lot of different versions of truth. No, there's one version of truth. Truth is exclusive by nature. And the same people that were flip-flopping the CDC and the NIH back and forth, back and forth on these issues, were they, they were going back and forth on different ideas. And a lot of people bought into their stuff. Dr. Merritt said over a year and a half ago what we were going to see happen. The stuff that she has said has come to pass. She has been pretty rock solid about her uh, prognosis for what was going to happen, the best way to treat it. And I've trusted her. I knew her way before this ever happened. She was speaking about vaccine mandates back in 2011, Mm. almost like prophetically putting that stuff out there, even though it, it wasn't. But the Gospel Coalition, which is that a lot of people have been influenced. It was, I thought, a good organization and probably still has a lot of good information about gospel stuff. But they were buying into a lot of this stuff. Why? Because of Stetzer. I mean, the, um, and, you know, the, uh, the Gospel Coalition and even Ed Stetzer, they had no way to know that Collins, who was the head of the NIH, and Fauci had already heard now, we, we've got information that they had already heard from leading U.S. and British scientists that the lab was the source of the virus. That was, But Stetzer didn't know that then. Yeah, but during his uh, podcast, uh, Collins already knew that. Yes. And they, they knew or suspected since the very beginning. But, yeah, so he might not have known that. But at that time, Collins is sitting there saying, oh, it's not – coming from a lab when he he knows that it is and here's the here's the funny part is that collins and fauci or collins specifically was calling on evangelical leaders to quote be ambassadors of truth whose truth what it wasn't truth it was misinformation but you know if you go back and you look at all these people taylor and this is what's so sad to me is this kind of stuff was used to wield social media campaigns that that basically anybody who said it came from a lab was marginalized. Anybody who said masks weren't effective was marginalized. All this stuff. And now, you know what came out uh, just in the last couple of days? There was a guy. Uh, there was a guy testifying. He's an attorney, and he was testifying uh, before a subcommittee about all the different um, the different adverse effects that were coming out. Uh, from the military because they do a study and it's called a five-year average of medical conditions and what they just released and this is data this is hard data this is not uh, estimates heart attacks this is alarming because this is just the initial results up through the first part of the vaccine and this is through a, a segment of society the military that should be some of the healthiest people oh yeah, yeah. heart attacks up 270 percent Pericarditis up 175%. Myocarditis, 285%. Pulmonary embolisms up 460%. 
Cerebral infarction, 390%. Bell's palsy, up 300%. Um, Like multiple sclerosis, almost 500%. You know, HIV, 590%. Chest pains, 1,500%. Labor breathing, almost 1,000%. That's hard data. Yeah, but they're not hearing, you're not going to hear that on mainstream news. Yep, and that is concerning. Stay tuned. You're listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be back in just a moment. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain That is Zach Williams with Chainbreaker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we're talking a little bit uh, about uh, this article that came out. I believe it was yesterday um, in the Daily Wire talking about uh, big Eva evangelical leaders who were uh, working with um, Dr. Collins despite maybe a less than reputable uh, reputation uh, or actions that he's taken and then uh, kind of dovetailed into what the some military data that got leaked last week um, that showed that a whole range of conditions are up astronomically. Uh, Doug yeah. read them uh, before the break, a few that he didn't get to. Uh, miscarriages are up 300%. Um, female infertility up 472%. Uh, testicular cancer, 369 percent ovarian dysfunction 437 percent um neurological issues uh there there are a whole host of things uh that are pretty concerning and they do you know make a good case well i shouldn't say that the the data itself but people who release that data made a good case of you know what's changed it's that there's been a mass vaccination program well, well going back to these leaders guys like stetzer were calling people to repent for the sin of discussing the plausible supposition that the virus escaped from a lab i mean like 
And now that's almost comical. Everybody knows that. You know, we we said that. We were talking about that a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And this this came out, you know, Stetzer's deal was in September. But um, here's what's even more baffling to me is – when um, Collins was in a live stream event hosted by Christianity Today, and they introduced him as a follower of Jesus who affirms the sanctity of human life, despite the fact that he's on record stating he doesn't definitively believe that life begins at conception. I mean, like, I mean, he's been pro LGBT, pro, you know, and um, well, he, I, I he just, also funded, uh, or you know gave grants to places that were doing uh, research on what some have argued were live uh, aborted baby, you know, aborted babies that were still alive when they took out their spleens and their livers and things like that. Now the NIH, you know, denies that that was the case, but they do accept or do admit that they were, uh, you know, funding a border uh, research on aborted. Well, yeah. Tissue. And, and, and all the gospel coalition and all these, People are putting out articles, and guess who their lone source of information was? It was Collins. It was Collins, and now all that is coming out. And uh, Stetzer and other leaders uh, were calling uh, on evangelicals to be the ambassadors for truth. That's just so wrong, you know. I mean that. I mean, and I don't know that they. I don't know that they all knew that he was wrong. I think they believed him i i don't believe it was nefarious that they were doing that but but i think there's a moral responsibility if you're going to speak for the government you better make sure that the government is telling the truth and you push back and you ask questions you don't just blindly follow you know yeah i I think those people you know they're compromised in other ways that i've seen you know uh, you know the gospel coalition for example has uh, published articles um, defaming Kyle Rittenhouse, calling him a murderer. Never, oh yeah, never apologized about that. Uh, you know, kind of defending riotous action. Uh, done a lot of things that are questionable to say the least. So they might not have known exactly. You know, uh, Collins is an expert. They they didn't want to go talk to other esper- experts who disagree. Okay, that's one thing. But to not be able to discern uh, what's going on, uh, yeah, I, I don't find that. Uh, you know. Too surprising well, just I, I, on their record. Well, I think the thing that's disturbing, like Tim Keller has written some great books, one called The Prodigal, other books where he takes Scripture and really explains it well. But I was really disappointed that when he was doing an interview with Collins, the director of the NIH, they kind of went into a place where they said that John MacArthur, who continued to meet in person despite the COVID lockdowns, represented the bad and ugly of good, bad, and ugly Christian responses to the virus. Mm-hmm. MacArthur was one of the lone voices standing up for the truth. And, you know, I we make no apologies. Again, the views of this program are not the views of WTRJ, but we make no apologies. We have, we have spoken the truth as best we know, and that's what our goal is, to give truthful information. We tried to put out truthful information about ivermectin, about hydroxychloroquine, about medical treatment. And, um, you know, it, it is just sad to me that this kind of stuff is coming out. And now this article um, and this, I don't know if you saw the interview, Taylor, but this attorney who's representing whistleblowers in the Army is where we got all that data. 
they're taking that to court because the army and the military forced all these people to take this vaccine or get out. And I, I saw today, uh, three hours ago, it was released that the army has said that if you're not vaccinated, you're going to be separated. So you're still moving forward with that. So, so what does this have to do with being a follower of Christ? Well, we live in a world that's full of lies and we have a moral responsibility to speak truth, the truth about Jesus and the truth about life. We are to do our best to speak truth to one another, not to buy into something just because we're told it. When there's conflict, and, and this thing has blown up so bad, people can't have conversations about it. And that's what Dr. Merritt said, is that, you know, doctors used to go back and forth on treatment and back and forth on things, and they would have dialogue that hasn't happened in COVID. On social media, they shut you down and label you as misinforming. Why is that? Nobody's really asking these hard questions, and yet you continually see flip-flops, flip-flops. Why? Because we live in a world that is under temporary control, uh, or at least I would say uh, under a, a, a tethered control of the enemy, who's the father of lies. And God's people ought to be speaking the truth, using what's been going on for the last two years as a platform for sharing the gospel and being bold, not walking in fear. But in church, instead, we've cowered in fear, and we've allowed government people who no more care about Jesus than they do anything else. And it's not all government people, but I think it's been proven pretty clear that these people um, have— have not been honest about things and a lot of people are die have died because of it and that's we see that in the military and out in the world D- dr Merritt said these things would happen she said it's not going to happen right away it's going to be over time look at the number of young athletes that have died throughout the world mm-hmm. the number of par- and, and now they're talking about boosters and others and so one person uh, wrote in a couple of days ago and wanted to know what to do, how do you get the vaccine out of the body? What do you do if you've got vaccine remorse? You can go to Dr. Merritt's website, but she's going to be here tomorrow. She's got a thing on on her website that you can click on that tells you about that. But it is the, the world that we live in is very compromised. People don't understand. They make arguments from illogical positions. Uh, like, I mean, it's obvious if you have to have two vaccines and two boosters and you still get COVID, it's not a vaccine, folks. It's not helping you. I mean, and so uh, it's time for people to kind of pull the shades off and look at what the truth is. The truth is we've been getting viral infections for a long time. And initially when COVID first came out, I I, I understand why everybody – did what they did. They were trying to get a grasp on this thing that came out of the lab. But once they figured out they had a treatment and they do, there's, there's no, you know, it shouldn't be a, a big thing for us to fight it. And the argument is, well, I know somebody who's died or somebody in my family has has died from COVID. Somebody in my family died from COVID. That doesn't, that doesn't mean you follow falsehood. Mm -hmm. You still seek the truth. And so the truth is, 
that the the vaccine, although I think they made a noble effort to try to get something out there, it had flawed technology in it. And Dr. Merritt said that the mRNA technology was not even animal tested. The, the last animal test they did on it back in 12, all the animals died. Yeah, you're and, the animal test. Yeah, you, you we are the yeah. test. And so so all these people are going around now that have, have vaccine remorse. It doesn't mean that you can't take uh, uh, actions and try to uh, mitigate some of that stuff, and that's what she puts on her website. But we've got to get past the, the misinformation and the fact that There's some ulterior motive to a lot of the misinformation. Why is it that social media shuts you down if you're a Christian, but they also shut you down if you're putting out stuff against the vaccine or against masking? Why are they doing that? Why why are these globalists so involved in wanting everybody to get the vaccine? If if 80% of the country has been vaccinated, why do we care if people don't want to get vaccinated? against something that has a 0.1% uh, lethality. Uh, It's just, there's these things, nobody's pushing back on this stuff. And so for us as believers, you know, we don't have to walk in fear. We've been covering all week, looking at uh, 12, uh, Acts 12, God's in control. He's in charge. And he's as much in charge today as he was when Herod took the life of James by beheading him. And that's what we looked at on Monday that God was in control. He put Peter in jail, put him in between two prisoners, a prisoner. He had a, in between two guards, a guard inside the prison, a guard outside the prison. And yet an angel of the Lord went in and released him. And why? Because God's plans are unstoppable and he wants his people to be a voice for truth. So when we come back, we're going to kind of tie up Acts 12 As we get ready to go into Acts 13 next week, we're going to finish up looking at God's plans and how unstoppable they are. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. Before we go, I'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, B-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. SWAT Radio. That was All My Hope by David Crowder. And if you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 12, uh, verses 13, right? Yeah, 13 through the end of the chapter, uh, which is 25, verse Mm -hmm. 25, sorry, not chapter 25, um, talking about um, Peter being released from uh, prison by the Lord and then also what uh, Herod's um, final acts on the earth are. And we're getting into that, finishing it up today. Yeah, actually, I'm just going to have you read from 20 through 25. 
just read um, about uh, what happened to Herod because I, I think that's interesting. Herod saw himself as an enemy of God's people. He wanted to take him out and gain favor with the Jewish leaders at that time. All right. And, and this is what happens when you go to war with God. It doesn't work out too well. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and they came to him with one accord. And having persuaded Blastus, the king's chamberlain, they asked for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. On an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes and took his seat upon the throne and delivered an oration to them. And the people were shouting, The voice of a god and not of a man. Immediately an angel of the Lord struck him down because he did not give God the glory, and he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. But the word of God increased and multiplied. And uh, Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had completed their service, bringing with them John, whose other name was Mark. So we see at the beginning of chapter 12, Herod was on a rampage, arresting and persecuting the church leaders because he was he arrested some of the leaders. He killed James, the brother of John, son of Zebedee, and uh, throws Peter in prison. He wants to execute him. And we just read um, Monday and yesterday about how Peter was released. Why? Because God's power is uncontested. And his care for his people is unceasing, so his people are secure in his care. We saw that. And we talked about yesterday about prayer and calling out to God in confidence. But, you know, this is interesting what happens. This is also recorded in Josephus. You know, Josephus wrote, he was a Jewish historian, and he recorded this instance too, and he he said that Herod's robes were interwoven with silver, so that when the sun hit it, it like gave off this really bright aura, right? And he says that when Herod gave this address, he was in the theater. Well, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been to Caesarea Maritime where he was, where he would have given this address. I've sat, I've preached in that theater there mm-hmm. where he was. And he's a pagan. He's not a follower of Jesus. A lot of times pagans believe they get off just because they're not following. They don't believe they're accountable. You're still accountable to God. God gives everybody common grace. He he, he could wipe us out every day, but he chooses not to. And he's a pagan. He gets up and he gives this speech. And the people started flattering him, talking about how awesome he was and what a great speaker he was. And all he did was he took the glory. He took the credit. And you go, and God killed him for that? Yes, he did. God's not going to share his glory with anybody. Because you know where that comes from, right? It comes from Satan. Mm. It's pride. Isaiah forty-four or Isaiah 14, 11 says, Maggots or laid as a bed beneath you. That's a pretty picture, isn't it? Hmm. And worms are your covers. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the Mount of Assembly in the far reaches of the north. 
I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will make myself like the Most High. Do you know who's speaking there? I mean, God's speaking, rebuking Satan there. Mm. He's saying, this was your attitude. I will make myself like the Most High. Isaiah 48, 11 says, my glory I will not give to another. He's not going to share his glory. And Herod accepted the flattery, and it says in Josephus' account that it took three to five days of the worms eating him up on the inside. Have you ever had a bit real bad GI problem? No. You ever You ever eaten anything that didn't do your stomach right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Have you ever had food poisoning? Mm-hmm. I've had food poisoning twice in my life. Mm. I literally thought I was going to die. I know my mom listens. Mom, you remember one of them. I was in... Uh, I was at home with two of the girls. Lori was in China getting Becca, and I literally thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. I was I was in such pain. My stomach was just feeling like I was being chewed alive from the inside out. That probably doesn't compare to what Herod was experiencing for three to five days. Yeah, it, it probably was very painful. And, um, you know, I just, I find it ironic. Everybody who goes to war with God ultimately loses because he's unstoppable. His power is unstoppable and his plans are unstoppable. And we see that when it finishes talking about him being eaten by worms and breathing his last, then what does it say? But the word of God increased and multiplied. But... The word of God increased and multiplied. Remember, at the beginning, he seemed like he was in charge, didn't he? It seemed like he he killed James. Peter's in jail. But it closes with Herod dead, Peter released, and the word of God increasing and uh, multiplying. And then it says, Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem where they had completed their service, bringing with them John, whose other name was Mark, John Mark. The very house, it was his house that Peter went to. Mm-hmm. And um, it's almost as if God said, James has come home, and I'm raising up a younger generation in John Mark to be one of the ones. And, and John Mark ultimately ended up writing the book of Mark from Peter's perspective. Many people think that he might have been a translator for Peter because Peter would not have spoken other languages um, being from Galilee. But John Mark was educated. He came from a wealthy family. And uh, they think that he translated into Greek Peter's rendition or his account, actually, of the gospel. And they think that's what Mark is. Hmm. It's from Peter's perspective. So as one disciple finishes his race... God raises up another to take his place. And that's the way it is with the gospel. You know, some people are slain, others are spared, but God's in control. It's his plan. He knows when he wants to bring somebody home and when he wants to allow somebody to escape, like Peter. And, you know, um, did I tell that story this week about the school that burned? I don't think I've told that on air. Mm -mm. Okay, so there, there was a school in Texas that burned down uh, right around World War II time frame. And the the school, uh, elementary school burned down 
five kids, five to 11, 230 something kids perished in the fire that took place. It was tragic. I mean, that's tragic. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I can't even imagine the firemen and the people going to pick through that. It, it just was awful. And they said, we're never going to let this happen again. So they built a new school with a state of the art sprinkler system in it. It was like unbelievable. They got the best they could get in there to make sure that never happened again. Well, they they were so proud of it. They let the like the honor students, the students who were good citizens, give tours to people in the city to show them the new school that had been built. They did that for years. More people began to move into the town. The school uh, became, they outgrew the school. They had to build on another part of the school to, to handle the new students. And what happened is when they went to add on the school and put the new sprinklers in, they realized they never had connected the water source to the sprinklers. So even though the sprinklers gave the children the sense of security, and the school officials, the sense of security, and all those city leaders that went on tours and saw it, they had never connected to the source of water. And um, I think some of us need to better connect with the source. This happens through faith and honest prayer, just really praying to God and trusting him and being connected to the one true living God by reading his word, spending time with him, knowing him, knowing his heart. And when we go through difficult times, we realize we may or may not be delivered from this time, but we can rest assured and trust his love for us because he's withheld not even his own son. And I read that in Romans eight thirty two. you know, when we said that Jesus didn't or God didn't withhold his own son from us. So why wouldn't he give us good things? Um, I, I didn't remember sharing that on air. Yeah, but. you. Did. I don't think we did. Or, I don't know. I listened. I, I heard it before because I was in the meeting yeah. uh, last week. But I don't think we did talk talk about that on air. But yeah, can you imagine that? That many? it's a powerful story. But yeah. can you imagine going back seven years later and, and realizing you that very thing that you built that that you put your faith into? Yeah, and, yeah. And but you know, it was God's mercy alone that there wasn't a fire and that you. Uh, didn't have to realize, oh, in the midst of a fire, oh, we didn't connect to the source. I, I tell people all the time, God is your best insurance policy. He is the best insurance policy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, James, I said this, I think yesterday, James 1, 6 says, let him ask in faith with no doubting. I think we are quick to doubt God. Mm-hmm. Either his power, I wish, I don't know that many people really doubt his power as much as they doubt he cares about them. I would agree. I think so. I think that's, you know, oh, God could do this, but he's not going to do it for me. Or Yeah. yeah. Listen, and, is there anything too big for God to handle no. if he's God, right? Mm. Well, then is there anything too small for God to handle? No. See, uh, there's not. But we think, well, I don't want to bother God with this. I've actually had people say, well, I don't want to ask God for that because, you know, it's not that big a deal. God wants us to relate to him as our father. Maybe it is a big deal. Mm. You know, even though it seems small to us, how you you never know how God will use one small thing. Yep, that is good stuff. We got one more segment to do. We'll be back with more after the break, and we'll give you the number to call in. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. That is David Crowder again with Red Letters. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are finishing up our look at Acts chapter 12, uh, focusing today on verses 20 through 25. Um, But really, since this is the last day that we're going to be looking at this, um, well, I guess Friday we'll talk about it as well, uh, looking at the whole of the chapter. So if you have any questions um, and or would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. You know, going back to that um, that last illustration, I think it, it really is a... Um, a reminder that we we need to stay connected to our source of peace, our source of strength. You know, for the Jewish people, they saw God as their rock, a shepherd. You know, we think God's powerful. We use descriptive words of him, but does he really play that role in our life? Do we really think he's all powerful? Like when we're dealing with something, um, so I, I I like that story about that school because I just think that it's um, it's a good reminder to us that yeah you can you can have what appears to be something good, mm-hmm. but if it ain't connected to the source, it don't matter. You know, it's got to be connected to the source. So um, I don't know. I thought that um, you know that school. I was just thinking about that was back in the like the late thirties, early forties, when uh, I didn't even know they had sprinkler systems back then. (laughs) Did you? No, you know, I I never really have looked into when sprinkler systems started. I would guess it would after be after like uh, you know the fires that rocked uh, uh, New York and stuff way back when. uh, Chicago, the the big Chicago. Oh, that one, yeah. Remember that one? The Triangle Factory Fire. What? Yeah, something Triangle Factory Fire. Uh, was an, one that was big. So when you talked about that, I had heard a account of someone who witnessed that fire and people jumping to their death and stuff like that. It really uh, 
chaotic and terrible situation and then to think that that was happening to little kids is like oh man. i know that's what i'm saying it, it made me think of you know anytime uh, you have to go into uh, uh, a place and find children uh, mm-hmm. uh, the remains of children that's just a really uh tough thing and um, yeah from from what i've heard you know people who are you know grizzled veterans who've seen bodies before when it's kids it it it's uh, different just from what I've heard from people's personal accounts. Yeah. It's got to be hey, a difficult thing. I, I, I do want to give a, a shout out to um, one of our listeners out there. Uh, I'm just going to refer to him as Kyle, and he's part of one of our groups. And uh, his wife had a baby today. Oh, and, awesome. Uh, he was a mom and baby are healthy and uh, just a really – you know, he uh, he sent me a a text and uh, just said they're doing great. And uh, I was. Did he say if they had a boy or girl? Or it was a boy, Samuel oh. Jeremiah. Nice. Isn't that a great yeah, name? That's a good name. Samuel yeah. Jeremiah, seven pounds twelve ounces, and uh, you know, thankful for another product in a family of faith. You know, uh, him and his wife love the Lord, and he's a good SWAT guy, and very thankful for him. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So congrats, Kyle. And, uh, you know, people lift up him and his family. He's a good brother. He's a law enforcement brother, too. We just lift him up as one of the men in blue. Thank him. Of course, he's in green because he's St. John's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's a sheriff. So yeah. they, they wear green. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. a good brother, though. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm. It's always good to have those guys uh, out doing their job and, uh, you know, they've gone through a rough time. You know, people mm-hmm. are being targeted now in, oh, in yeah. other places. And, I, uh, this past year, I think the most cops were killed uh, in a year in, in quite some time. I, I read somewhere this was a while ago now, so I don't remember the exact statistic. But, yeah, it was a pretty deadly year for law enforcement. Yeah, it was uh, It was pretty bad. Which I guess, you know, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into that, but it's probably not unsurprising with, uh, you know, defunding and all that stuff that's gone on and, uh, you know, cultural, uh, you know, faith in Law enforcement is probably not an, at an all-time high. So, Yeah, and hey, I, I wanted to remind people again, Taylor, tomorrow we will have Dr. Merritt on, uh, Dr. Lee Merritt, and um, she has really got a good website. Uh, if you go to her web- website, uh, you can just Google the Medical Rebel <laughs> or go to drleemerritt.com, and uh, she's got a link on there if you click on called Important covid information where to get hydroxychloroquine if you click on that link uh and uh go down and just scroll down you will see a a link on there what to do for vaccine remorse um especially like one of the people who emailed about that what to do for vaccine remorse click on that and uh it says what to do if you're vaccinated and you want to avoid problems if possible um then uh, she says, uh, you know, kind of says what to do in there. So, yes. I, you know, you mentioned hydroxychloroquine. I don't, did you see the uh, study that came out about ivermectin mm-hmm. um, earlier this week or last week saying that it is effective? I think I want I now, you know, I should have pulled it up before I started talking about it, but I'm pretty sure it came out of uh, Tokyo or, or somewhere in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the study did and said that, oh, it is effective. Um, 
against uh, COVID. And then the way that it was kind of run in a lot of media circles was that uh, it said that ivermectin is an effective antiviral, but, you know, did not mention that, oh, it's effective for COVID or anything like that, which is, you know, silly semantics. But uh, that is what the study said and looks like it's not having any sort of effect on, you know, uh, breaking breaking through the mainstream. Well, uh, again, you know, we... Uh we get fed a, a narrative that sometimes the powers that be want people to believe in. And I just don't, I, it's just getting to the point where you can't trust anybody, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, you see that, you know, from people who are, you know, big in, in the evangelical church that they're uh, part and parcel to that. And, you know, I think a lot of people have seen certain things for a while and had questions, but to see like, Oh, that pretty laid out pretty starkly in that article that we referenced earlier is, is uh, just another. Well, yeah, it's, it's alarming because Mm -hmm. that's, that's why as pastors and shepherds and leaders within the Christian community, there's a great responsibility to make sure uh, because people depend on you to shepherd and lead and, you know, they take you at your word. And, and I, I, again, I, I don't think there was, um, intentional you know wrongdoing meant by these leaders but i think they were very foolish not to push back against some of this stuff and not to ask hard questions when they had an opportunity instead they just kind of went along with the party line um Mm -hmm. instead of asking and so you have people very confused you've got people that are wearing their mask in a car with nobody but themselves in a car driving down the road. That does nothing to keep you from getting COVID. When even the mainstream media is now saying cloth masks uh, do nothing, you know, that they're ineffective, that they don't work. But that's not, again, not breaking through, you know, most people's, uh, uh, I don't know, their purview and, and into their mind and into the, and hitting them in the their heart. Their radar? Yeah, their radar. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just. I, you know, I can't see that this is going to last forever, right? Well, that's <laughs> what we said two years yeah, ago. Yeah, I was just about know? to say, yeah. In, you know, that our response from the beginning was just fear, 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 um, especially for the church that it, it was that fearful is, you know, pretty disheartening. And, uh, you know, for the for the church, for the Christian, you, you don't have an excuse, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, we're not meant to be fearful people. Our hope's in the Lord and... Uh, I, it's just why that didn't, why that didn't come out in most people's lives. Why then they didn't uh, show that faithfulness. Uh, it's, it's a question, you know, and I think part of it is that leaders like uh, Ed Stetzer and others were telling, you know, uh, pastors and stuff, Hey, toe the party line, go along with uh, what the government says. Hmm. Well, I, uh, I think that we just have to be people who seek the truth and uh and and have dialogue about it i mean have dialogue about these things people people who say you're being sinful because you think it came out of a lab that you're just part of a misinformation campaign when now it is it's just and and then you don't hear any of these leaders this was the sad part to me is those leaders were reached out to um to see if they would respond to now that this information's out yeah, david french's name was involved with that he didn't and they would none yeah. of them would respond and so it's just um it's really sad yeah and that i guess 
that you're that unaware of the sign of the times, you know, or who you're dealing with, you know, that you're that uh, maybe naive if to be the most generous that you, you wouldn't even push back, wouldn't even look for other sources of information, but just go along with it. And, and what, you know, for what was it, you know, were you really just trying to help or is it, Oh, it feels good to have the government come to me and want my well, expertise and, and, and my and help. One of the things they said was that the power of being asked by the government mm-hmm. to come in there was seductive for them. They, they, in, enjoyed that and that i don't know that i don't know if i i would go there but that's what at least the article suggested so oh i i would go <laughs> i would go there like i said i i've been kind of looking into some of these these people and some like i said some of those names that are suggested or were talked about in that article i've seen in reference to other things uh, there's a, a good documentary out called uh, enemies within the church uh names names of people who uh have been severely compromised um uh, check that out if you'd like. Uh, it was pretty good, but yeah. So I, I'm, I may be more cynical. Maybe that's a bad thing, um, but I, I yeah, I, 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 it's not. It's not a big stretch for me to say. Oh, they were seduced. Well, by power. here, here, here's the bottom line. Tomorrow, we're gonna have Doctor Lee Merritt on, who's been right on about everything she said, and I'm really looking forward to having a discussion because she was a bioweapons researcher in mm. the, in the Navy as a physician so i'm looking forward to getting her take on the whistleblowers and everything coming out all right so make sure you tune in for that but that's all the time we have for today you've been listening to swat radio if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs please visit us at www.swatradio.com that's www.swatradio.com or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening 